0: How are you guys doing today my name is vincent and i'm francis and i'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes it's the podcast where philosophy life and existing as human beings can become a casual conversation
1: in this episode we have our first guest we'll introduce this boss boy in a bit uh but for now i'll introduce our topic we have the huge topic today of self-confidence we talk about what it means to be unique We talk about education and how it helps and hurts confidence, and we talk about the value of doing and building confidence through fearlessness. We'll see how you get broken and built up, and hopefully by the end of the episode, we figure out what identity means and how self-confidence can bloom from your own personal
0: growth. All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. this week's episode we have a special guest yes we do would you like to introduce him all right everybody this this man met
1: him two years ago the most down-to-earth man like like this guy helped me through so many things uh in engineering school like he helped me understand like he was he was the first person i reached out to and he he grabbed me open arms and just taught me the (laughs) shit that i did not know and uh and i don't know I i just love him he's he's nestor Hi, hola.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Francis. I love you, man. I love you, man. So uh, the reason why we brought Nestor out here is because he's been through, like, he's been to a few places and he's experienced so many different, different cultures, and it's really cool to bring someone with under with all that stuff under his belt. Now I gotta ask you, Nestor, what is the
2: very when you think of late night chill vibes, what episode comes to your mind? I think the most important one is it's a process it's the passion one that one's one's pretty cool
0: well wait actually, i actually have a question what did you what did you find like at the beginning of the episode francis and i were we had different um views on the stance where did you find yourself
2: agreeing with more the I, process
0: <laughs> or the passion oh, i, I yeah, wanted to agree good.
2: with francis like i, I was a mm. like a passion boy and i also <laughs> like a lateral thinking kind of guy like just a bu- dig a bunch of holes but then yeah. <laughs> you guys made that conclusion i was like whoa okay, (laughs) there's (laughs) no, yeah. I
1: love that you had the, 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 the mind to think that they were two different things at the beginning. A lot of people just go to the conclusion and be like, you guys are stupid. They're the same thing for sure. (laughs) Like, like, I love, I love that. Like to you, it was kind of polarizing. And then it started like a, like a little conversation in your own head, which is nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All
0: right. So the underlying message in that episode was Um, The school systems and how they are changing and how they have failed people before Um, In this week's episode, we're talking about self-confidence But part of self-confidence is how you were growing up And for many people, school, for lots of people actually, school is a very, very big part of their life And in our opinion, we think school systems are not promoting self-confidence Does someone want to start off that conversation here?
1: Speaking from experience, it was hard uh, really to just like to kind of feel like yourself, especially in a, uh, you know, in high school, like I talk about this a lot. Like it, there were so many people and uh, f- I felt like at times you just had to put on so many faces that you couldn't really, you couldn't oh, really stop to yeah, think yeah. about yeah. who you actually were. And I think that hurts, that hurts your own self-confidence a lot because, because you don't stop and think you don't, you don't in, the, in a sense, like do your own kind of meditation In like a, you know, in a, in a holistic sense, right. To try and figure out who you are and just be the only thing that you really need to feel good. I think school is just like a lot, a lot of stimulation that is not kind of necessary. And the other, like on the other side of things, it's a pretty good, like representation of real life because, you know, you're going to be facing a lot of things that kind of take up your attention and, um, And, uh, you know, they, school teaches you how to handle
0: all of that, but it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Nestor, what do you think about that? What do you think about the school system? Actually, do you agree that school systems don't promote self-confidence? Let's start with that.
2: Yeah, I, I'd say so, because I think that one of the things that like, that's the most characteristic about school is that they have this metrics that you, you have, and these categories that you have to try to find, uh, fit, fit in yourself but like the the way courses are planned the the fact that like you have to decide a path for yourself very early on the the ranking system with the grades and the gpa stuff all of that i think it hurts the the way you value yourself and also how you how you start classifying yourself i think that's part of why it's such a hard time to be in high school because you're so young you're starting to like question everything you naturally just start questioning your uh, your own identity. And then you have all of these people telling you like, hey, you're not maybe you're not as cool as you thought, or like these things you believe about yourself, they're wrong. So, <laughs> so I guess, in a sense, school would be better if they focus more, if, if they had some kind of focus on the personal development side of things, besides just the intellectual part. Like for example, there's this uh, psychologist um, Daniel Goldman. He has a book about emotional intelligence. He's a, he's actually the one who came up with the term, and he says that success is eighty percent defined by emotional intelligence and twenty percent defined by by actual like logical intelligence IQ. He he goes about like this story about how how the metric for IQ came to be, and how there's all of these things that like in in engineering they're called soft skills, like um, interacting with people, being a good teamwork uh, being good with teamwork, like being able to like do research for stuff you never encounter before. All of those things are actually more meaningful to where you're going to get in life than actually just being really really smart.
0: Yeah, uh, we wrote down here, and you t- t- touched on this. A little bit just a tiny bit you said GPA and I want to get into that for a second because um, I think we can all agree that GPA based on what you said the GPA of something of of your of your grade and all that stuff is not the reward like you just because you have a good high GPA that doesn't mean that that is the reward of all things and on top of that you wrote down you don't need a reward to be confident and I love that you don't need to be you don't need a reward to be confident that's beautiful
2: yeah, I, I agree. Like, for example, like this thing's about like first place, second place. There's only one first place. So, and you yeah. have a bunch of kids. Like, what do you do about all of these other kids who didn't get to be first? Like, do they, if they value themselves just like, oh, only the only people who are worthy are the ones who get to the first place? Then what are they supposed to think about themselves and how yeah, do they grow and yeah. become better people if they're just like being uh, being degraded from the start? But there's also,
1: okay, I was thinking, like, as an opposition to this, there's that stigma, especially in, uh, you know, when they're trying to teach, like, you know, uh, they're they're weak, (laughs) you know, like, they're weak attempts at it uh, to try and teach you how to be more emotionally intelligent by bringing speakers in and stuff like that. There's, like, a stigma, I feel like. In high school especially, there was, like, you know, a hierarchy. And because there was a hierarchy, during those times, these people who were kind of, like, you know comfortable with themselves it was ironic but they made it seem like none of that was really necessary
0: oh wait you're saying you're saying that um them being self-confident it didn't seem that it was necessary
1: yeah it didn't se- they they oh. the popular ones i guess in a sense like they they made it seem like you know kind of kind of looking internally having this meditative outlook on 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 yourself and 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 just really trying to get to know yourself by sitting down and thinking about who you are and what your values are they kind of wash that aside you know and like said you don't need to think about that just just try try and hold the same values as everybody else and be kind of just oh, oh conformity. yeah I, I <laughs> yeah yeah conformity that was a huge part of high school i think and to be an outsider it really hurts is what I guess what I was trying to, trying to get at before.
0: Um, Did you, would you consider yourself when you were in high school? I know in college, it doesn't really matter that much because in university, from what I experienced, high school is kind of like this hierarchy and then university is where you can find your groups, you know, and I've, I've seen my friend like in high school, he was like that weirdo. He was like, everyone loved him, and he was just funny, but he was like this outsider in a way. Um, but when he went to university, like he found himself, and I think that's what most people uh, end up doing in university, and how that's a kind of like a social thing, university more than um, a school thing at first. But I was gonna ask you: Did you consider yourself an outsider, or more of like an like an inside the circle kind of person in high school?
1: Uh, I found I found my moments to be both just out of necessity. I feel like it, it's like that with everybody. Um, yeah, I agree. Obviously. That, that that pertains more to like the you know conformity side like you have to conform sometimes or else you, you'll seem weird and uh, and in those situations there's like this this like death spiral where you're where you seem weird and then and then other people like look at you and they think you're weird and then you see them and you're like oh they think I'm weird oh. and then and then it just like goes deeper and deeper and deeper uh, I think I've I think I've found that. I've been in that situation at times but you know like when you're in the hall just just like just like walking and you feel like there's a sort of empowerment of you know thinking that you're your own person I think that's when uh you know being an outsider feels kind of good but
2: yeah apart from that I don't know like maybe they have like sort of survivor bias or something like that but also it could be to the sense that being going through the to the standard path is way easier than just deviating and do your own thing Mm. oh yeah and Mm -hmm. for for success like everybody thinks like oh you should go to school and then graduate college and then find a job at a corporation and then maybe like work at google or something become a manager and then you start your own company like everybody thinks that that's the way you should be like go linear right Mm -hmm. but uh like there's a there's a lot of people who are like who are pi- people called pioneers who've just gone the other route. Like uh, you see all of these very successful people that there are icons like Steve Jobs or that or and Bill Gates. Those people didn't graduate high school and they worked at uh, sorry didn't graduate college and they those people they founded technology companies. Things that you're you're supposed to think like oh you have to be really smart and really technical like an engineer to run one of those companies and like the best ideas came mm-hmm. from them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that that goes in part what we were saying earlier. GPA does not mean reward. Like just because you're good at GPA doesn't mean like you're going to become super successful and, and and be confident just because you're you're smart. You know. So yeah, I like that you tied that together. Um, so let me ask you guys then if if there there is a path that everyone ends up following. Um, Everyone goes on the right side. No one goes on the left, which is a unique way. Do you think there is a, what way do you think that us as human beings can figure out which way is the right way for us, like for for each individual person? How do you think you would find that?
1: I think it's a lot of just like self-reflection. Yeah, at at times you just have to kind of take stock and like slow down. I feel like that happens uh, on a regular basis just for me because because at times I get overwhelmed and that's when I'm like okay 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 I got to stop <laughs> what the hell am I doing I got to stop think for a little bit <laughs> kind of like <laughs> <laughs> kind of get my bearings and then and then once once I feel like I feel like there's a reason there's a reason behind uh whatever caused me to stop be it, be it suffering or just like just like this intense confusion <laughs> that I sometimes feel uh like once I understand why that's happening and I understand like the reason then I feel like I can keep going uh yeah just, I I guess like take take school for example it's a pretty common one I don't know like w- when when assignments pile up and it gets really stressful um you know I feel like just laying on my bed and just like not touching any of it and then and then I'm thinking like I'm thinking why why did I what did I start what 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 am I trying to get out of this? What are the goals and I realized like there's a lot of good that I can do with this degree and there's uh there's a lot of people that I can help. I I feel like I have ideas that if I incorporated into the corporate world, I guess, I don't know. Like like they they would help a lot of people. So, you know, after that I just like, you know, I get up and then start doing something. But, you know, like like the question back to the question it's like what do you
0: think is the right thing to do like how yeah, do you what do find you think, yourself yeah what do you think is the um best way or maybe not even the best way, like the first step to figuring out what is right for yourself
1: yeah i think it's just it's just a constant a constant process
2: yeah it's a it's a lot of like asking yourself because uh, i think I like to believe like everybody has that that fire inside them that they see this thing and they start asking themselves like okay but why, like is there is there a way I think should, could be done differently or better, like I, every, I everybody when it's a kid like you you find the world and you want to ask yourself like why things happen why are they the the men, the way they are and there's sometimes adults that they just. Uh, they just limit you in the way of thinking because they just want you to conform because that's an easier way to live life. That's a, that's a safer way. You wouldn't blame them because they want you to be safe. But at the same time, like you're, you're being limited in the, in the way you can be and the things you can do because you're just like thinking the way everybody else wants you to think.
0: Yeah. I, I was going to say somewhat to uh, what Francis said, like reflection is a really good start, but I think, after that, after you've reflected and understood, uh, understood something right mm-hmm. a, a, about yourself or maybe whatever it is, uh, I think the first step, in my, in my opinion, is self-confidence. And I know we're going to get more into this a little bit later, but I just want to read the definition here that's in front of me that I wrote down in my notes. Um, it's a feeling of trust in one's ability, quality, and judgment. So I think that's what the first step should be in order to figure out what you want for yourself is to trust yourself and trust what you have within you. Yeah. yeah, That's Mm -hmm. great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, the feeling that, that starts me off in this reflective kind of behavior is like that. I don't trust myself in the moment. So I kind of have to figure out my way back to it. And so. That's a, yeah, that's a great,
2: that's a great thing to, thing to say about self-confidence. Yeah. Also like that thing, Francis, what you said about some, uh, some motivation that you find in, in knowing the things you can accomplish with your vision and wanting to bring that to the world, like as you said, like the corporate world. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> uh, Like there's a, there's this phrase from uh, Marilyn Monroe that says, mm. <laughs> uh, oh crap i i lost the phrase Dan. love that girl <laughs> love that girl, marilyn uh, <laughs> no, so <laughs> it says uh wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are and i mm. think that Ooh. that's that's quite powerful like if you if you rough yourself of bringing your uniqueness to the world then it's very hard it's going to be very hard for you to change the world because that the only the only way to like make something very very different is to bring the uniqueness of, of who you are to what's out there
0: yeah and yeah in order to do that you'd have to trust that what you have is you and like you would have to trust that your ability uh, is good enough and who you yeah. are is who you are is good enough mm-hmm. yeah um yeah but it, it does take work like you would have to you'd have to really understand and reflect on who you are and i think um we'll get more into that Later, But for now, why don't we take a quick break? Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think?
1: Great idea. Yeah,
0: let's go. All right. We'll be back right after this. Okay, and we are back to the episode. Um, before the break, we talked about Marilyn Monroe. My girl, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Marilyn um, <laughs> Monroe. Yeah. The, <laughs> the quote was, wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. And that is the quote that means celebrate your uniqueness. And that is a good step to building up your self-confidence. Now, Nestor, I think, I believe that you are the one who wrote that in there. Um, how does that, how do you think that ties into self-confidence?
2: Self-confidence, in as you said at the beginning of the episode, is that assurance on the person you are, on your qualities and your abilities, right? So, that kind of talks about how how you have to be proud of about who you are and uh, how about uh, how you have to find the power in all of those things that make you who you are
0: yeah um on a scale of one to ten now this this is a difficult scale but on the scale of one to ten where do you guys think you sit on a self-confidence scale ten being the you're like you're self-confident you're like you're there like you fully trust yourself
2: (laughs) (laughs) um Okay, I'd I go for a six, to be honest. Yeah. Six? Okay. Francis? Uh let's say uh six as well, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Not quite there. Still trying to figure things out. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, about you, same.
0: I I'd say like at the best times I'd be an eight, but I think on average it'd be like a seven. Um but where where do you guys think you were? Maybe five five years from now, where do you think you guys were in the self confidence scale? Or five, five years, years ago? Sorry, five years ago. Five years ago.
1: Yeah, low man. It's because <laughs> of the it's because of the Marilyn Monroe quote for me. It was just because like I felt like a little <laughs> it's fish. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I felt like a little <laughs> fish. Like like you know those big 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 ass uh, you know those fish. Like uh, like in the ocean, they're all just like swimming together, yeah, you, you think fish. you can
2: do these things, but you can't, Nemo, <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: yeah, because like you know you feel like you feel like that little fish in the big, big sea of fish that are swimming around, you know when you w- I, I guess when you're a fish, it doesn't really because this is what this is just what you do, but when you, when when a fish suddenly gets like the Cognition <laughs> is able to like kind of question what it's doing, you know? Like like that's kind of what I felt and that's what really hit it hit the self confidence
2: real bad. I have a story similar to that, but uh it, it, it ends up being <laughs> the same stuff. It's um I if I if you asked me like some years ago, because I'm an older dude, I'm twenty six, uh I would ha- I would have said that I was like an eight in oh, self confidence. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But the thing was that I didn't go through this thing I call like the trial of fire which is you don't put yourself out there in these experiences that really put you to the test it's like you studying and thinking you know the you, you know you're going to pass the exam and then actually doing the exam so to me it was like that and then I fell in love with a girl and, I, and all of these things I was confident about like I, I thought I had figured it out I, I was like after like the rejection which wasn't bad to be honest it was just like stuff that I was thinking about myself really made me question everything about myself. And then I figured out that actually all of the values I measure myself with, all of those metrics I use were actually not really good. Where were most of them just based on external stuff, like affirmation from people outside of myself. So like I've been working on that. <laughs> so that's why I'm a six now. Because okay. it comes from, yeah. like, I like
1: that idea of like where you find... Where you find your value from like did, did the affirmations come from yourself or do they come from other people and this this whole thing about uniqueness and really uh having the having the trust in yourself, I feel like it just strengthens the idea that only you can provide that value to yourself
2: can't really come from other people so like for example like I this uh, I I had people like ask me out and stuff. So like to me that I felt like oh yeah I can I can get a girlfriend. And then I when I actually tried, then I was <laughs> then it didn't work out, man. <laughs> so I was like okay and maybe I started like questioning myself about all of those things. And it was because of the affirmation of how of like the these ideas I have about I, I had about romantic relationships and approaching girls came from external sources instead of like me being actually sure within myself that i could do those things
0: yeah i was um so there's this guy i listened to and france I, I think i've talked about him before maybe in, in this episode uh, gary v my boy gary, gary, gary v, v. Mm, yeah okay um gary v. he he talks about stuff like this all the time about self-confidence and one thing he says he says there's a lot for some reason. And I think he's trying to like drill into our brains and it worked for me, uh, because now it's drilled in my brain. How if you, uh, s- Oh shit. If you, <laughs> um, if you take other people's judgments and opinions, uh, above anything else, then it's gonna, it's gonna suck. Like then you're like living off of your self-confidence based on other people's views of you. And, now I'm not trying to like, diagnose you or anything, but I feel like that's like kind of what happened, right? Like when yeah, yeah. when she rejected you, it was like, well, shit, maybe I'm not as tough shit as, as I thought it was, you know? Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah. It sucks, but I think that I, I'd like to believe like one of my maxims is that I think you grow a lot from pain and uh, there's, all, there's a lot of respect you can gain from the process and even if things don't work out the way you thought they would because like usually they don't you can find a lot of value in the things that happen to you
1: so so you'd say that that kind of that was like a big turning point in your life where um confidence really took a dip yeah like it was a yeah, like 2008 so. stock market crash of investors <laughs> yeah the, the,
2: <laughs> the confidence in stock market no one was buying man <laughs> <laughs> no one was buying. <laughs> <laughs> was buying into me. So yeah. <laughs> I had to start investing. <laughs> Damn. Well,
1: well. Okay. Okay. This is good because, so then, so then we can just talk about like what what were the things that kind of got you, took you out of that rut, and like kind of boosted boosted the economy within Nestor.
2: <laughs> I'd say the like the there's a a couple of things, but uh I would say. It was mainly, I had all of these ideas about myself that came from external validation. So I, I started like thinking about, and, and thinking about like these things, these thoughts I also had about myself that I, I sick I always like saw, try to like get confirmation of them, even though they were not real. Like, I, I remember one thing that my therapist said was like, whenever I had these bad thoughts about things I, I was, I was like, she she was like. Okay, but who told you that? Are you sure about that? Why do you think these things? Uh, I, I never questioned like, my, my self-judgment. Whenever I said something negative about myself, I just took it at face value. And whenever people said something about me, I took it at face value. Instead of like be- being in this mindset of just because someone has an opinion about you doesn't mean it's true. Like, you can just take uh, it as it is, just an opinion. Oh, and like those, uh, nice, those things, nice. uh, seeking external validation and managing negative thoughts well i think those those were the main things that changed my viewpoint of how life works and like how how i see myself here also something besides that was like my identity like i i saw myself in a certain way and at least for me it works to to think of me as not really this this individual i've built up to be and more just like Hey, I'm Nestor and like possibilities are endless, I'm not just like oh because I'm um, this thing I will never like go out of character by doing this other things. I don't know if that makes sense. I like, I there's this quote from like Nietzsche who's like he's always saying that oh uh, you should be in order to become the ubermensch, like the best version of yourself, you should be willing to kill yourself multiple times and be reborn so in that sense like you, sh- you shouldn't limit yourself in something in your identity and thinking of these preconceived ideas of who you are and be willing to always be on the move always be on the process there's
1: a okay there's that there's that word process so is there and, and there's like the the contrary idea to what i'm about to say which is that nietzsche was like you have to kill yourself multiple well you have to kill parts of yourself multiple times in order for you to build uh, in order to make something that's like, I guess, pure, but I have that idea that, that it's a, it's a process of building. Like you take, you take, you know, the, the bricks of your personality and some of them are bad, but they're still there. Um, do you think that, do you think that all those bad bricks should somehow, (laughs) somehow be purged or, or is there, or is there, that idea that you have to accept those things and keep building and keep building. And someday those are still going to be there, but everything that's good, all the good bricks are just going to overwhelm.
2: Uh, <laughs> I I like that. I, like, well, sorry. So the thing about that is that I, I remember Alan Watts, he has a, an idea about like what Nietzsche said. And he says that it, about self-improvement, usually like you want to improve yourself because you, some people like hate themselves or don't like the person they are right now. And he talks about having self-acceptance and seeing yourself more as a, like, as Bruce Lee puts it, like water, right? So uh, Alan Watts says that you have this version of you that you, you keep bringing up, which is, the good, like the good Nestor and the bad Nestor. And then the good Nestor is the one who wants to change the bad Nestor in order to become like a better person. And he's always like, oh, bad Nestor, don't th- do these things. I don't, th- don't think these things. And I'm always like blaming myself because I'm falling more into the bad Nestor than the good Nestor. So if I have this idea of me like being two th- those two things, uh, he says that you will start to like creating a gap in in who you are. And you will I- isolate more uh you will isolate yourself more because you are thinking of yourself as like this bad person and this good person and you will just feel more lonely because of these negative things about you you just show uh, just sh- um shun them away like I-, I don't know what's the word for that so, sorry yeah it's like, like ripping yourself put them apart away almost yeah. yeah yeah so i i'd say that it also comes to, to the sense of even those bad parts about you they make you in a sense and there's I also have uh, have this thought repeatedly of like am I a good person because I have these bad thoughts or I've done this bad and these things and I think it comes more to like where you invest your energy and uh, how you actually like go into action because even if you have these bad thoughts doesn't mean you're going to act on them and even if you just did one thing doesn't mean that's your whole person for the rest of your life.
0: Ooh, yeah, Francis we, sh- we talked about this in in an episode how yeah. uh just because just because you're like in a bad mood or you did something bad that doesn't define you as a person. Now, I think that was a, that was our trauma episode. Yeah. And um Can yeah, I say the, and also, you gonna say the quote? Yeah, go do it. Say it. Okay. Say it. <laughs> it
1: came up with this so good. It's so freaking good. Trauma, trauma gives you the opportunity to be bigger than what hurt you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> Jeff's kiss. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I agree though when you said how there's a there's a good side and there's a bad side of you, and trying to push that bad side away into the shadows is not the right move. And I agree because you're not if you're pushing that bad side away, you're not accepting who you fully are, let's say that that bad side is only like 30% of you. Then you're, if you're pushing that away, you're losing 30% of your full self. You have to be a hundred percent you in order for anything to work properly in order for your life to feel fulfilled, I guess. Yeah. And there's another thing that you mentioned. This is, I'm going back like five, five minutes, five minutes ago. Uh, But you mentioned how that, um, how, I don't know if you said this exactly, but how losing that girl that you loved brought some value, even though there was hurt, there was some value. Uh, and it's like what I wrote down here, I'm just going to read exactly what I wrote down. Um, it's not just about, okay, how do you love yourself? Okay. So this goes into the whole thing. It's to find things that you love about yourself, becoming someone that you would fall in love with. Like you have to fall in love with yourself in order to like, um, you know, Uh, to spread love on the outside and it's not just about celebrating the wins it's also celebrating and it's not it's not about celebrating the wins and the small wins it's also about finding the value of your losses Mm -hmm. so yeah in my example what i was going to say is so i asked this girl out and we ended up going on a date right And then I was like, yeah, we should definitely go on another one. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then like a week, a week goes by. I'm like, oh, when are we setting this up? And she's like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just not sure if I'm ready for a relationship right now. And then a few months go by and, and then I find out that she's going to the university that I'm going to like for the coming, for the coming year. Like she's going, she's moving to my university. i was like, oh, lit, yo, we should hang out and stuff. She's like, yeah, I, th- I got a boyfriend now. I'm like, yo, <laughs> yo, pause. <laughs> I thought, I thought Back. this was like, okay, anyways. But yeah, there was, what I, what I found and there was value in that is that um, what I, what I learned, I won't get like too into it, but what I figured out was I ended up started rushing things. And that's a problem that I have is I like to rush things and i like to think to the future a lot and not live in the present as much. so what i'm trying to say is even though there was a the overall the overall hurt was there it happened. but at the end result was a value. there was value in what happened. and i think that's accept accepting yourself and accepting part of yourself with all those losses that you take is a good thing. even though you lost, you still win at the end. Mm.
2: Damn, that's perfect. Yeah,
1: I, I like that. <laughs> okay, I want to bring up the fact that how you perceived that whole scenario was that it was like it was sort of like an action that you took and the, you know, like that you can learn from the wrong action in a sense because of mm-hmm. how you thought about it, right? Because like you yeah. thought about it as, uh, or, or or you thought more in terms of the future and like, and like uh, going really fast. And, and for next time, you're going to change that in how you act and that there's that idea that I've had circulating around my head and like that I've found, you know, you know, just crop up in things that I've been listening to is that there's the, there's that idea of, or action being the thing that you can change. Right. And that you shouldn't, shouldn't think that it's, it's, it's something wrong with yourself. Like, so the whole, the whole idea behind that is that there's this idea of shame versus guilt. Okay, and this has been like, I don't know. This has been like a, like a big thing, of of religions being yeah, Christian dilemma, yeah, yeah, like being a shame culture or a guilt culture. So basically, what it is, is that people who experience shame feel that there's something deeply wrong with them, because of who or or what or who they are. They are like there's something deeply wrong with them just because of how they're made or. Or or you know, just just there's something wrong with themselves. Whereas in guild cultures there it, it flips it on its head and says that what you do is what's wrong. And I love that guild cultures have made that shift because by doing that you can say that there's something that you can change, which is not something that's wrong with yourself, but your actions. And I feel like that's a big part of this whole this whole thing because because when you think when you think of like self-confidence and you have that picture in your head of this perfect person, you go, you go like directly into who you are. And for some people that's difficult because thinking about who they are is really painful because they feel like a a lot of shame because of their experiences in life. And they feel like who they are are really just like the most terrible, terrible person. There's nothing they can do because that's who they are. They feel so guilty because, because deep within them, they know that there's something wrong with them. But, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to like, like to shift that whole idea of self-confidence to being a process like we were talking about because self-confidence is, is built through our actions because that's what we can change and that's what we can like work, work hard to kind of make, make who we are. So I, yeah, I, j- I just wanted to make that distinction. There's like, there's a lot of things that, that I feel strongly about. And this is one of them that people should never feel guilty because guilt kind of, kind of makes it sound or, or, or makes you believe that there's something that's wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with you because you're a human. Oh, and you shame. Have potential. You yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah. Yeah. Shame, shame. The, cause, cause you're a human and you have potential and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with how you're made cause you're perfect. Right but there's things that are wrong with what you do sometimes <laughs> and that can be changed. So there's hope. There's like, there's hope. And I think, yeah, self-confidence can start from there is what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I would even go a step further. It's just like, I, I agree a hundred percent with what you were saying. It's just like the, the word guilt, like it, even it, it, it resonates with me a bit, I'm like, uh, so I would say that I, uh, but I, now that I, I hear you explain the, the concept, I, it just reminds me a, a bit about um, meditation. and thinking and like the thoughts that you have, how they think. Like there's no good thoughts, bad thoughts. they're just thoughts and things that you invest your energy into. So I, I think also putting a lot of like negative energy on on who you are and your actions could be quite detrimental. And like instead of like thinking about your mistakes, I think it's more productive and better for you to just like think about how to. How to solve those things, right?
0: Yes, I agree. You said solve, right? To solve those things. Yeah, I agree. That's what I use. I've talked about this. I've touched on this before, and I love touching on this subject about meditation. And I agree that when I use meditation, the first few parts of my meditation is self-reflecting and like seeing seeing what I've done wrong, and understanding that I've done what I've done wrong, and knowing for the future that I I'll know what's gonna come. I know the feeling I'm gonna get afterwards. Therefore, I'll know how to solve my issues. <laughs> okay. Um. Before we move forward, Francis, why don't we take a quick break? Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think? All
1: right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's make some money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <dollar> bill, y'all. <laughs> okay. We'll be back right after this.
1: All righty. Breaks over. Uh. So, <laughs> before the break, we talked about. Um, mostly I, I kind of just went on a rant about, uh, like, you know, guilt versus shame and how I, I wanted to shift, I wanted to shift the, the kind of culture from shame to the, to guilt culture. And I know those, those, those words sound <laughs> bad. Both of them sound <laughs> pretty sound bad. really bad. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but there, there is a better one. I think guilt is a better one because it gives you the, Uh, The idea that there's something that you can do that it's not something that's intrinsically bad about who you are and that there's something wrong with your hardware Because there's not because you're perfect. You're a human being and that there's only something wrong with what you're doing Um, and And let's let's shift it to the positive light too. instead of saying that there's something wrong with what you're doing Let's say that there's something better that you can always do and that that should be the hope that should be the hope for, for your personal growth and, and your journey towards confidence that the things that you do are who you are mm-hmm. and that, yep. and that, you know, there's beauty in that because you can always, you can always strive for doing things better and changing uh, and changing based on all of those crazy experiences that you've had that have put you through the ringer that have like broken you down through Nestor's breaks (laughs) through Nestor's like heartbreak (laughs) and Vincent's heartbreak. (laughs) We could see that. I know I personally, I personally have, I don't know. I have have a complicated, like, I guess I have a complicated relationship with love. Never really understood what the heck it was until recently, I guess. And, and, and like, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting to, to think about where it could go, but but it it can cause a lot of pain as we have as we have heard and and the fact that we can learn from it and always calibrate ourselves to be the better people as a result of this pain is i think part of where self-confidence comes from because it's this process that you grow from all the time
0: yeah i uh i was gonna say um the the good thing about the word guilty like the guilt. Um, what is it? The shame, shame and guilt. Yeah. Culture. Shame. Yeah. Guilt culture. Um, the thing about shame is, yeah, I agree. Shame is like this intrinsic thing that's just within you. And it's just it's wrong. It That's wrong. I don't think that shame culture is the right thing. But the funny thing about guilt culture is that guilt is the is the result of of what you did wrong. And it's more of a punishment. That means when you get punished, even like you think about the, the court system and how justice works, you're put into jail as punishment. And that's kind of like how guilt feels like it's punishment. But then you learn from that guilt. You learn from that punishment and you going out of jail, going out of that guilt. You um, you spent time in that space and you know what you have to do next. You know the right moves for the next time and you understand um, through that punishment, you understand who you are, and you understand um, what you have to do for the next time that happens again. So you don't you don't have to go through that guilt again.
1: You know, as humans, also, it's obvious that we do have limitations, right? And that's something that we just have to accept, as well. And mm-hmm. you know, in a sense, there's that there's that humility that comes with that, with knowing that like. With knowing that we can't do everything and it it takes i I don't know if like i've learned this entirely yet but i know that it's coming where there's going to be a part of life that nestor kind of uh talked about how it was like this 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 trial by fire where that really becomes apparent and i feel like when that comes oh man is it going to be crazy is it going to (laughs) hurt Midlife crisis, man. yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah i'm not i'm not there i'm not, I'm not gonna be there for a while <laughs> yeah. hopefully uh but but man i can only imagine and to the people who've gone through it have come out the other side like yeah i can see i can see that confidence comes from confidence comes from the hardships like that
0: Ooh, that's hot yo that's 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 big actually cuz um that that goes with what you said earlier with like the the whole guilt thing. Uh confidence comes from hardships and you'd have to go through all the you have to go through some hardships to truly feel um like what real confidence is like. And I wrote down here Ooh, in front of me. Shit. I wrote that yeah. a Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote oh, this down yeah. a long a long time ago <laughs> like in the middle of the episode. I was thinking of putting it into this part of the episode where the dangers of fu- of false self-confidence and how um, you can feel self-confidence and fully trust your abilities, but you're not going to, it's kind of in a way false because you weren't, you're not going to really understand your abilities until you've been broken down, until you've been through those hard times, then your your abilities and your self-confidence is really being challenged. And that's how you can build and that's how you can figure out where your self-confidence is really at.
2: Yeah. I guess it, it it ties in with the fact that how how as I mentioned like how your confi- what your confidence is based on like what metric do you use to measure your values and your worth as a person, and it reminds me of like this quote by J. A. R. Tolkien, which he says like deep roots are not reached by the frost, and like you can see the frost as like winter when everything like has to be quite strong in order to survive, and. In or, if you have if you have a very deep values within yourself, like stuff that it's based on concrete stuff, it's very hard to knock you down. Like, for example, let's say that I want to be a very sociable person, right? So how do I measure that? Like what's my metric for that? So I could I, I could go, I could go by saying, oh, I just want to make everyone I meet like me. So that's actually a mistake. because if I if I base it on that, like I will be anxious all the time, like uh, thinking, oh, is this person going to like me? Is this other person going to think I'm, I'm doing the right thing? Like you're basing your, fail- uh, your failure a hundred percent on other people's opinions and you cannot control that. That's hard to, uh, that, and it's it's hard to like be on that track because you're always going to be constantly self, uh, self-doubting yourself. And it, you're not going to, and nobody, no, like, not everybody's going to like you because not even you like everybody. So let's be honest <laughs> yeah. I think, a, yeah, dude, I think that's a, great. a better way to see it is like, Oh, what, what if you make your values like process based? Like for example, instead of like, Oh, I want to make everyone like me. I would say, Oh, I just want to improve my social life. So, the way I live up to that value is by keeping good relationships with the people I have around me, like uh, uh, doing these things whenever I feel like, like if I stay positive throughout the whole process, I'm going to feel good about myself because I'm I'm committing to what I want to reach. And it's something that's always on the, on the lookout. Like it's always, I'm constantly improving on. So I will feel good because i'm just working on it and that's that's the whole thing instead of just basing it on something concrete that comes from an outside source it's just something internal so it's like that's the deep root you want to be at like you want to put your core into something very stable like as francis would say like you want to build on cement you don't want to build on sand so i don't know (laughs) just electrical i love that (laughs)
1: it's crazy that's i love that
0: yeah yeah i um i'm gonna ask you now this is a little bit A little bit off topic but it does tie into all the whole thing altogether Um, how do you strike a conversation with someone like when you see someone let's say you like you see someone you like you know like maybe like she's a little bit cute Um, she's sitting in the coffee shop or something and she's just sitting by herself how are you gonna strike a conversation with this person what do you think in your mind what do you think like the first step that you're gonna have to do in your head
2: Well, I'm going to go a bit off topic, but there's this guy I read that's called Mark Manson. He has uh, uh, books about like self-confidence and like dating and stuff like that. And he says that those questions, like how do I strike a conversation with people are like BCR questions are like just things that are actually quite easy, but people just attach all of these results to it that makes it complicated. So in that sense, like how do you strike a conversation (laughs) with somebody is you just approach them and say, hi. And then just go from there. Like I indicate. Like if you want to be more concrete, like if you want, to, like you you don't expect ex- expect anything. You just go for it. But if like if you want to be more concrete, like in my ca- in my case, like I'm an introvert, right? So, like what I would do is just like make observations of the person. Like like make comments about it, trying to find, uh, try to listen to that person, like what they have to say. If they like make it some kind of connection because they in some way they have to like me in order to like keep, and want to talk to me. Right. So if they talk to me, I try to see what they are talking about, like they, their mannerisms. I observe them. I see what they what they're trying to say. And I just keep the conversation from there. So like instead of like talking to people in order to respond, I talk to them in order to understand.
1: OK. Ooh. OK. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Ooh.
0: I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> Damn. Ooh. <laughs> Yo, so that's how, that's no, how you no, can no, talk no, to
2: top top. people if you are just an introvert like just listen
0: yeah <laughs> and
2: if Brad's you're an extrovert that you're that. You,
1: yeah if you're an extrovert <laughs> now I'm just gonna piggyback on that if you're an extrovert I guess in like the you know the crazy the crazy like uh, radical sense of the word. You go up to them <laughs> and just be like, "Girl, I'm just trying to figure you out right now." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got me, man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
2: yeah, I like that though. No, yeah. trying
1: to trying to find common ground, I guess, is is a big part of it. Like, yeah, yeah everyone just, just wants like
2: that. Like, they want validation. They want to feel special. They want to feel understood. They they want to feel good. So like, and the way you do that is just connecting with the person, like understanding what they are about. And then just like trying to see where you can go from there. It's like when you're a kid, right? Like you don't think, you never think like, oh, how do I approach the kids? Like at least that was not my case, but I, I would just like go up to them and like talk about things I liked and maybe they will like something I liked. And then that's how we become friends. And if they don't like it, then I just go to the next kid and that's it. Yeah. it's beautiful. I love how kids have that. Simple algorithmic? <laughs> no, not really.
1: <laughs> but they just, yeah, they just, they just do what makes them feel good. Yeah, they don't attach anything to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, when I asked that question, I didn't think we would go deep into that. I was like, I was, <laughs> I was literally just gonna. All I was gonna say was what's in front of me here. I was gonna say, um, uh, I, I read this. I I read this somewhere that if you want to strike a conversation with someone, you have to act like the person you are meeting. Is happy to meet you and is lucky to meet you, because that's well, how you can. That's how you can. Um, at least for me, that's how. That's how it worked for me. Like, if I want to meet someone, if I want to go talk to this person, then you have to, you have to, uh, give yourself some kind of value when you're going into this conversation. Because if you go into this conversation and act like you you guys are equals, and the conversation will be kind of dry. Well, at least uh, that's what I've experienced. I've experienced like this. Um, oh, so like when you go up to someone, you should act like um, they're they're lucky to meet you, and they're already happy to meet you uh, because of who you are. Just you being you, they're lucky to meet you. And um, yeah, I don't know. It, that's that's from now on. Like I learned this last year, and from ever since I learned it, that's how like I've met people. Like when I've met people, I always think to myself, "Oh, they're happy to meet me. Like they're lucky to meet the person I am."
2: So, yeah, yeah, I. I've heard about that. I even like I don't know if you noticed, but even it it ends up being the same thing. Like you don't have any expectations about the like the expectations you have about the interaction. You already uh, erase them because you already like your mind is is like this person already likes me. Like there's no way that's not going to be like that. So you remove all of the insecurity from that. Like it's it's just like the expectations are thrown out the window.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that. You can you can even compare that to how uh, Nestor was talking about how kids interact. Like, I feel like kids mm-hmm. automatically feel like, oh, yeah, this person is going to like what I have to offer right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I love that, That's yeah. That's true,
0: though. That's good. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah there's a few things uh, that I want to get into. Like, we're we're running pretty long here, but I want to quickly touch on something that we've written down here. Comparing yourself to someone else will hurt your confidence. Now, how do you guys think about that? That one sentence right there. Do you agree with that, or do you disagree with that? I
2: agree a hundred percent. Yeah, because like there's there's only one way to win the race, and that's looking ahead. And like I have had friends who like they reach out to me because they see other people's resumes, and they feel like they're not successful enough to the age they have, like they see these people who have the same age, same schooling, and then somehow they are like in five design teams, a hundred of papers published and stuff like that. They're on Google, like all of that stuff. It's really impressive. But at the same time, like, you don't know what, I always tell them the same thing, like, that's pretty cool. But at the same time, like, first of all, what do you want to do with your life? Like, think about what you want, not about what other people are getting. And the second thing is you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So one of the reasons why you feel bad is because you're at, you're thinking you're in equal footing and somehow there's this, uh, there's this quality about yourself that's negative and it's impeding you to go further and this person somehow gets it and they, they can go further. But like, maybe that person is like richer than you, or maybe the person who, who got like, I'm not trying to say that, that just like taking merit out of them, but it's just a way of like reframing your, your thought, because sometimes people think they don't get these things because. They're just not good enough and that's not the way
1: people come to judgments really quickly. And I feel like, in especially in this competitive atmosphere, you make judgments about people and they tend to be so harsh and, 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 and it's reflective on you. So, so if you, if you see somebody who's doing really well and you make the judgment that they're doing really well and that, you know, like Nestor said, we're both on equal footing that reflects to you so much more. And it has a detriment to you so much more than than it would ever do to them, obviously, because, you know, you're thinking you're thinking towards yourself. And like having that competitive, I don't know, mindset, it's nice when it's nice when you can understand without judgment what everybody has to offer, like the potential that everybody has in a room. Mm -hmm. If you can, without judgment, say exactly what everybody has competition's great because it's it's a fun way to kind of understand how to fit everybody and try and try and utilize everybody's potential to to their fullest and it's a it's a fun time but when you're in this place of like imperfect information and you make judgments and it's just and it's just like it's just rough because it just feels like
2: you know spaghetti yeah you start (laughs) like adding shame and then like as you said and then that shame process we know it's a no-no and also like, what you want to do is like, what as Vincent said, like just, just reflect on, okay, what's the things, maybe like, if you compare yourself to somebody, you just have to be like, okay, maybe these things I'm missing. And I think I'm missing them because I want them, not because just, just somebody else has them. Now, what do I do in order to obtain them? Like, I just focus on my goal. I don't focus on anybody else. I don't think like, oh, I'm so bad because I don't have these things. That's, that's all wrong. You just have to focus on like the things you want and go for them.
1: I agree cuz it, it should be simpler than that cuz cuz the world really is sometimes maybe people just get lucky and that's how they they become better off but that that's just it <laughs> and you can't take it for anything more than that sometimes exactly but, yeah but it's hard to yeah it's hard not to
0: yeah i uh i like what Nestor said at the beginning uh of what he said earlier um you have to finish the race looking forward that was what you said right yeah. Or, yeah, I love that, dude. Like, you can't, and they teach, teach this in all track and field, you can't look at your opponent when you're in the race. You have to always look forward, and that works well with this. Like, you can't, com- when you compare yourself and compare where you guys are at in the race, uh, I mean, race is not really the right word, but let's just call it race for now. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you're looking at each other at the race, you lose focus on what's ahead of you, and you end up focusing on what's beside, and, like, who you're competing with, quote-unquote competing. Um, And, yeah that's that's perfect i like that i
1: yeah for some people i feel bad because like they're raised in an environment where it was the only it was the only kind of right move to kind of or or just understand where everybody was at because because it was in a survival kind of mindset that you're put in and it's like to them i think to me that's how it was for a long time Uh, i hated competitions for that reason hated track and field for that reason because i automatically thought about other people And, and it's a detriment really to your, to your mental health in those situations. And because competition just spikes up in like all aspects of life really, where, where you're just trying to quote unquote, make it like, if you have that in your head, that you have to, the the right place to be expending energy is with other people instead of yourself.
2: Uh, it's tough. Well, that kind of reminds me of I, I read a tweet uh, a couple of days ago where it said that, you know why it's so hard for people who are close to you to like be happy for you when you are successful? It's because then, like rather than strangers, it's because those people, when they see you be successful, they start asking themselves like, wait, we started on the same road. Like, what happened?
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like to wrap this all up, I think the number one thing that that you, the audience, can take from this is that in order for you to get self-confidence... Now, let's talk about this for a little bit, actually. Um, Identity. You'd have to accept your identity and who you are in every piece of you and feel comfortable 100% with yourself and grow from there. But you'd have to be... 100% hundred percent comfortable and accepting of who you are first. That's number one step of self-confidence.
2: Number two would be like once you know, once you accept yourself how you, the way you are, you start now. You make a plan. You think, okay, what are the things I want for me? Like what are the things I want to change? And you just go right to them. Like don't add shame because you don't have them. Don't start comparing yourself with other people that are, are way ahead. Uh, just and when you, when you get to those goals, like think about instead of thinking of them as an end goal, think more about a process as a, as like I mentioned before, like, instead of having those goals based on like a concrete point where you're going to reach them. And instead of uh, thinking of those things as something that can be valued by other people, think of them as a, something you, well, you want to constantly strive for. And as something that the only way you can get value from it can be within... Who you are. Right everybody, we talked about a lot of things today. A lot of things
1: today. Uh primarily self-confidence, okay? Yeah, that was our whole that was our whole thing. We talked about how you know it can bring you down like crazy when you lose it because of whatever life throws at you, because life is a bitch sometimes. And and how by understanding that your own identity and accepting whoever you are. And growing from that growing from your experiences to build on that build on that crazy uh, awesome foundation because because of who you are and because you're a
0: human being uh through all of that you can gain self-confidence yo big thank you to our first guest of the episode of the, of the <laughs> podcast nester
2: Nestor, thank you thank you Nestor. man for joining us oh thank you so much guys like i i knew you guys had something really cool once i heard like the first episode and you honestly like i'm really glad you guys brought me over um you you guys should uh, everyone who's listening here like you guys should keep watching on this dudes because like they're going to go man. far oh, episode, man, 10, baby. That. episode 10 baby <laughs> i appreciate
0: baby. that bro I, I love that thank you thank, thank you, you again. thank you we appreciate it bro uh, yeah, maybe in the future, um, if anything comes up, like when we think of an episode, we're like, yo, Nestor would be perfect for this episode. We'll let you know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. We'd love to have you on again. Thank
2: you. I'd love to be here back. Yeah.
0: So guys, thank you guys for listening to us and vibing on Late Night Chill Vibes. I'm your host, Vincent.
2: And I've been your host, Francis. And I've been Nestor.
0: And I'll see you guys in next week's episode. Adios. See you later. Ciao.